In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, our Lord is coming. And it's time for us to get ready. Holy Mother Church provides us this holy season of Advent to help us get ready for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word Advent means coming. And she kind of shakes you. And she says to you with St. Paul, you know, she slaps you in the face, she says, Wake up. Get up. The time is now. You need to get ready. The night is going away. The dawn is coming. The day of your salvation is getting closer. We need to get ready for the coming of our Lord at Christmas time, but we do this so that we can get ready for his coming on Judgment Day. The fact is that we are between two comings of our Lord Jesus Christ to this earth. The first coming... Christmas Day, we we were not there. Um, But we mark that day as one of the most important days in the history of the world, such that we we keep time according to that coming of our Lord. We count the years according to that coming of our Lord on Christmas Day. And though we were not there, we believe in that event, and we base our lives off of it. And through the sacrament of baptism, our Lord has come into our lives. He's come into our souls. And we try to live according to his life. Since the day of our baptism, God willing, we've been trying to live in union with our Lord Jesus Christ. By living a life of prayer. By carrying our cross patiently, just as he carried his. By receiving our Lord devoutly in the most blessed sacrament. But it's not enough that we do these things. We must also get ourselves ready for his second coming, which can mean, of course, his coming on Judgment Day, where we will all be there. Every single person in the whole history of the human race will see him on that day. Or our particular judgment, when once more we will see him face to face. We will meet him after our death. What does our Lord tell us that we will need to do on that day of judgment, on the day of the general judgment, when every single one of us will see him coming upon a cloud with great power and majesty? He says we will need to look up and look at him because our redemption is at hand. But it's not going to be easy to do that. It's going to be difficult to look up, to look at our Lord on that day. You know that, that people, when they are ashamed, when they're, when they're in a state of, of being ashamed for things that they have done, um, one thing is they, they can't do is they, they can't look up. They can't look at you. They, they sort of hang their, their, they have this hangdog expression. They sort of hang their head down when they're ashamed. And, and this is what we don't want to happen to us on Judgment Day. We want to be able to look at our Lord in the face. And moreover, we, w- we want to be very, very happy to see him. We want to be in a state of joy. While others may be withering away in fear. We want to be filled with joy at his presence. You know what happens when someone has a clear conscience and they're looking forward to see someone whom they love and they see them coming off in the distance and, and they instead of they don't they don't hang their heads, but they, they lift their head up and they start running towards that person. There's there's a light that, that um, lights up their face. They're they're full of joy, happiness. This is the way we want to be 
on Judgment Day when we see our Lord coming. Look at what the intro and offertory of today's Mass um, has us say to God. I lift up my soul to you, O Lord. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame. So the church gives us this season of Advent to, to get ready for the coming of our Lord. He's coming. And the, the church sets a certain mood. And the, the mood that, that is set today and which continues all throughout this season of Advent is one of impatient expectation. There's a, there's a certain urgency in the mood of the church all throughout Advent. There's that language of St. Paul in today's epistle. This shakes us, tells us to, to wake up. There's this collect, this beautiful collect, um, which uses the word ekchita, you know, Lord, rouse yourself, rouse yourself and come. Um, and that, that sort of language, if you, if you pay attention to the collects throughout the season of Advent, you'll find that kind of language over and over again. And there's also this sense of urgency in our Lord's words in today's gospel, um, the, this dramatic description of the end of the world, and, and also that, that hint that really we, we need to be vigilant. We need to be on the watch for these things. We need to be looking for the signs. We need to be looking, like, just like you look at the trees, in order to determine the season or determine if, if the fruit is ready. We also need to be looking for our Lord, be awaiting him, be vigilant. But the church, besides giving us this mood that we are meant to have in preparation for Christmas, this anxious anticipation of the coming of our Lord, the day when we will see him face to face, she also makes it clear, as, as I've mentioned, that we're not really going to be wanting to meet our Lord unless we live our life in a certain way. It's very important that we live our life in a certain way, that that day of judgment will actually be a pleasant day for us, that we will delight in seeing the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to do that, we have to have an integrity of life. We, we have to live in such a way that we aren't leading, leading a double life, but we're leading a single life. We're not leading a life where we act a certain way on Sundays when we come to Mass and we come to, to, to kneel down in the pews and, and, we, and we fold our hands and, and we say to God, I, I love you, dear Lord. I want to be faithful to you. I want to serve you in my life. And then the rest of the week, we live in a totally different way. We forget about him. And we proceed to betray him in various ways. For St. Paul, this rousing us from our sleep, this getting up from bed, really means embracing the light. Um, you know how it is when you, when you go to sleep at night. Um, it's easier to go to sleep at night because it's dark. And, and you close your eyes and it's dark and, and it's easy for your, for your body to enter in that state of sleep. But if someone comes in and they turn the light on, you know, immediately you, you wake up and you're like, why did you do that? Because you can't, can't sleep with the light on. And, and also if, if you sleep in too late uh, the, and, and the shades are open, the light starts coming in through your window and you find it difficult to sleep. And St. Paul is kind of using this as an image. He's saying the dawn is now. The time of your redemption is at hand. Now is the time for you to get up from sleep and put aside the night, put aside the works of darkness, and do the things that people normally do during the daytime. Um, you know, there's, there's certain activities that people typically get up, uh, get, get involved in 
if they're doing activities in the nighttime and they're not the good things. There's works of darkness. There's things that tip, people typically do at nighttime because the darkness hides their bad activity. Whereas in broad daylight, people are not typically going to do very bad things because everybody will see what they're doing and they're going to be ashamed. So this is why uh, he speaks of works of darkness are, are bad activities and the works of light are good activities. So we must rouse ourselves from sleep and begin to do good things. The works of darkness, because St. Paul, he so, he so loves to make lists of things, and um, he sometimes makes lists of virtues and, and, and good things. Um, sometimes he makes long lists of, of bad things. And this is, this is one of those epistles where he lists the bad things. He, he gives a list of six works of darkness that you do not want to be engaged in if you're going to be meeting our Lord. You don't want to have these sorts of things on your soul if you're going to be meeting our Lord. You don't want to come to Mass on a Sunday and say to our Lord, I love you so much. And then the rest of the week be engaged in these sorts of things. And then when you see him, you're going to have that hangdog expression. You're not going to be able to look him in the eyes. The first two are revelry and drunkenness. Um, we don't want to have the spirit of the partier who just lets himself go, who listens to uh, loud rock music or, or uh, syncopated country music all the time to rise up his passions. Someone who drinks uncontrollably. Uh, the, the spirit of the world of constantly um, indulging ourselves, entertaining ourselves. We don't want to be like that. Debauchery and wantonness, sins three and four that he mentions. Those who um, are always craving impurity, they're seeking out impure entertainment on their screens because they're not able to control their sexual appetite. Um, people who um, are just letting themselves go with unlawful pleasures. On, on a regular basis. Um, the fifth and the sixth sins are strife and jealousy, those who are, are too attached to their own wills or to material things. Um, people are never happy with themselves or, or others, and so they're always stirring up contention. They do the devil's work of dividing people. Where, where division is, there is the devil. People who would rather get their own way than be at peace with others. They can't get along with others because they're too willful. They want what they want, and they're not going to let anybody get in their way. They're not going to bend to the desires of others. People who have no concern about the legitimate desires of others, and so they're in constant conflict with others because um, they always want they, what they want, and there's always going to be obstacles to, to them getting that, and so they start fights. We must put aside... These works of darkness, St. Paul says, we must do, put on the armor of light. We must do the works of the day. And all this really brings to our mind why Advent is a season of penance. It's, it's two very different things to, to want to do good, to want to be virtuous, and to actually do those things. It's easy to want. It's difficult to do. And if we are to build up the strength in ourselves, the moral fiber necessary to do the works of light is so necessary for us to do penance. And this is why Advent has always been a season of penance. We must get ready for the coming of our Lord to, to see him face to face by doing penitential works. So we will have that strength that when we leave the church on Sunday and we, we live throughout the week, 
and we're perhaps mixing with our co-workers who have no sense of the things of God, or we're agitated by our duties of state that weigh so heavily upon us, that we will be able to do the works of light. So, to walk in the light, we must be more spiritual than material, and so we must dominate our body, we must subject our body to our spirit by doing voluntary penance. We can fast during the, the time of Advent, um, firstly fast from, from our electronic devices, perhaps um, watch fewer videos, uh, make less use of, of our phone or our computer, less entertainment time, purposely make a resolution in, in line of that. We can, we can also do a traditional fast where we eat less food or we refrain from eating one of our favorite foods. It's always good to choose something we think our heart might be too attached to. Perhaps there's some sort of activity or food or pleasure that, that really we, we are too attached to. We, we, we want too much. And to cut ourselves away from that so that our soul may be freer. We may give ourselves to God by putting aside this thing that we, has been chaining us, has been enslaving us. It's also good for us to make some positive resolution for Advent that comes that concerns some spiritual work that we might do. Perhaps there is some extra prayer that we might say. Perhaps there is a book that you might want to read, so a book of the life of a saint or a spiritual work uh, that you might want to read, the, the, the liturgical year by Don Geringer, for instance, to follow um, the season of Advent, to really immerse yourself in that, in that season of Advent. Um, you want to have a positive resolution as well. To, to do something, um, some actual spiritual work in the way of prayer, spiritual reading. But my dear faithful, regardless of what you do during Advent, regardless of what you choose, the practices you choose, you must listen to the voice of Holy Mother Church today on this first Sunday and really start getting ready for your final destiny. Really put yourself in a position where you can anticipate that you'll be happy to see the face of our Lord. And when that day comes that you do not know, but you know is coming, your salvation is nearer today than it was yesterday and the day before. It is getting closer. So we have to get ready. We can especially think about the, the beautiful dispositions in the soul of the Blessed Virgin Mary um, as she ha had our Lord in her womb. And she was thinking, surely it was on her mind and on her heart, thinking about that day when she would bring forth her son, and she would see him for the first time. And how she was, was thinking about um, what he would look like, and also thinking about perhaps what she would say to him. Um, she definitely wanted her soul to be in a state of total purity and desire and love for her son on that day when she would give birth to him. So we can definitely ask Our Lady during this time of Advent, during this short time of 27 days, we can ask her to prepare our souls so that when our Lord comes, we may be happy to, to greet him and see him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs>